In this episode of That One Thinker, my good friend Aditya and I discuss all about aviation. Starting from a career in aviation to Aditya's interest in flights to some of the best flights and a little bit of a general discussion. We even present our takes on flight companies like Emirates and Indigo which makes it engrossing. I'd really cherish if you all give it a try and I'm sure that you'll learn something from today's episode. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast channel That One Thinker, brought to you by Kabir Khanuja, where I talk about happiness, productivity, and human condition. So make sure you listen and enjoy. Hey friends, welcome back to yet another episode of That One Thinker. Just so that you know that I've got many great topics to podcast on, which I previously didn't have, and a couple of great guests. So they are sort of lined up. Gonna be podcasting on Mysterious India Part 3, then Russia, Ukraine, hopefully, with one of my good friends. So let's see how it goes. And I'm really grateful to the people who take out time just to listen to our podcast. I I really appreciate that and I'm really thankful. I'm hoping that this podcast can impact the way people think and I hope it turns out well in the end. So I'd like all of you to share this with your friends and help with their purpose. Yeah. Today we have been joined with one of our good friends, Aditya. Let me introduce Aditya to you. So Aditya is one of my school friends. Currently he's staying in Germany and pursuing his further education there. Um, well, he had an interest in aviation since childhood and now he is a dean who wants to be an aeronautical engineer. So this sort of led me to have a podcast with uh, him and I really acknowledge the fact that he in- intended to be in a different field that we otherwise don't listen in common. You know? Hey Aditya, how's it going in Germany? Hi Kabir. I'm good. Um, Germany is good. Slowly everyone is coming out of the COVID pandemic and it's again back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the listeners who don't know, uh, actually we were planning this podcast way back. It was like July 20th of 2021, like seriously, uh, one year back. Um, and at that time, there was this whole uh, COVID pandemic and all. So I guess the situation there is better now, way better, I, uh, I suppose. Yeah, uh, it's completely like all the regu- rules and regulations have been taken off and it's completely like you don't need to wear all those masks in public places. It's it's all up to you. If you want to uh, wear it, uh, you have to wear it. It's not mandatory. All those um, uh, distancing and all those things have been taken off. So it's completely normal life. Right, right, right. right. And how uh, how is Germany in general? Like, uh, it's a... Uh, chaotic place or it's a peaceful place surrounded by nature and all how is it well it depends where you are living so currently where i am living it's it's actually if you uh, look at one side it's completely nature and uh, the other side is completely inter- uh, industry and everything it's like frankfurt is basically the most uh, it's like the financial capital of germany and it's basically you can find all those financial um, banks and yeah. all those constructions each and every street so it's basically chaotic in the city but if you live in the outskirts of the city then it's basically uh, not that noisy and it's like silent yeah makes sense so you're kind of living in the countryside or you're living in the downtown yeah i'm living like in the outskirts of frankfurt basically 20 kilometers away and it's oh. like not that chaotic here. It's, it's like the countryside of uh, frankfurt city yeah so it's peaceful and all yeah mm, makes sense um, so let's get uh, straight into the topic of the podcast. Um, why did you choose aviation? Like, what interests you in aviation specifically? 
Well, uh, I've been connected with this topic since my childhood. I've been um, flying a lot, and like every time when it comes to travel, it's only planes for me. Cause um, during my uh, in my childhood, I used to fly um, like uh, minimum thrice a year by Germany, yeah. India, back to Germany. So it's it was basically um, um, a journey that has to happen every year. So I was basically right. connected. And it it happened like each and every year. Like for past fifteen years, I've been traveling to India and back to Germany. So it's basically you sit in a plane for eight hours every year, and it's like you start loving it. So because of which, yeah. I mean, uh, you develop the interest gradually and you know? all. Because I did perceive that you had frequent flights and all, and I yeah, yeah. see that uh, uh, it was just sort of hectic at times. But even the fact that you used to travel, you. Got to visit so many places, uh, maybe around the world, cause there are like stops and all. Um, you got to know about different airports and all, and hence you gradually de- develop the kind of interest in aviation. So uh, that's a pretty great journey, I'd say. Uh, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. right. that. Yeah. So uh, it's it's basically many people just take it as uh, as a burden, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. like you take yeah. it as a hobby, then you start loving it. Right. 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 um uh, that makes sense so um was this a direct choice to be an aeronautical engineer or you wanted to be a pilot or something and that it led to doing more in this field so well i had like different phases in my life where i wanted to become different people in aviation so okay. like once i wanted to be a ground staff member at the airport the second day yeah. i wanted to be a, a pilot as you said or the third day <laughs> i wanted to be uh, a part of uh, a manufacturing company like airbus or boeing Just makes these giants uh, aircrafts. So yeah, it 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 was like uh, I had different phases. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted to be each and every part of aviation once in my life. So yeah. right. Uh, even our a good friend Som Sharaf Aka Hitler, he has been on the podcast. I guess uh, two podcasts back or one podcast back in the hilarious episode. Uh, he still holds on to this fact that he wanna become the pilot. And he yeah. be trying for aeronautical engineering and all. Um, right. Yeah. But he is actually uh, focusing on. Um, I mean, the CS field. So, do you think like uh, does this make sense doing CS and then going into aviation? Like, uh, I mean, I'm not find. I asked him this question in the podcast that why are you pursuing CS and then you're gonna be uh, trying for pilot and all. So he was like, uh, you need CS and all the coding thing inside the flight and all. So. Yeah. it actually baffled me that how is it connected and all so what do you well, think yeah so yes it's like an advantage having that degree because it's not like you don't need to be a hardcore guy in coding but you need to have some sense some sort of knowledge some, yes because after all being a pilot you need to know each and every software present in yeah. an aircraft and anchor up it's like you have thousands of files connected to your main part and If something so, goes wrong, you should have that knowledge to uh, get it on track again. So I yeah. guess yes, it's something that helps you um, um, doing these uh, emergency things. And I guess right. you need to uh, do CS in some aircraft uh, airlines. So it depends on uh, which airline you want to go. Because in some airlines, suppose in for example in Lufthansa, you need to have mechanical engineering or sure. uh, yeah. aeronautical or uh, aerospace as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. that clears that um 
as you mentioned uh, you have been traveling uh, on flights since childhood and all which flights do you think are the best of all you traveled and why though i guess if you go back in the 2010s um the best aircraft at that time was boeing boeing used to have its uh, those mm. old 7 seven, 7 seven sevens those 747s like the yeah. queen of skies call it um and nowadays the market is being dominated by airbus i guess because of <laughs> their new technology and those onboard entertainments um you have all those softwares which help to enhance yeah. the cust- uh, the customers needs like suppose you have um wireless charging in business classes and first classes mm. also they're trying to enhance the seats for economy so i guess currently it's the a350s which is dominating the um, market now yeah that's fascinating that's really fascinating um and which is the flight you wish to travel on or the best flight in the world like the single most uh, that you'd prefer to uh, travel on um so see so what i want to do like a dream which i haven't fulfilled it is to fly the longest flight ever which is like a 18 hours 19 hours flight from singapore mm-hmm. to new york Okay. Uh, which can only be done by the A350s with less fuel. Mm-hmm. You can also fly the 747 or the A380s, the double decker one. But um, if you go, if you think like about the Go Green schemes, then I guess A350 is one of those which I'm looking forward to fly on a long haul flight. Yeah. Saving fuel, good for nature, and also uh, fulfilling uh, the traveler's need. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um. As an aspiring aero engineer, what things you have been doing lately? Like, as I want to be a computer engineer, so you will find me coding quite often. Just like that, what are you doing currently? So currently, I'm basically focusing on my uh, like basics, like knowledge of aircraft, so you yeah. are flying with, or uh, like. going for plane spotting where you can uh, see new aircraft departing, landing. Uh, you can also learn what different airlines are doing for the nature like they have different uh, engines um, like the Trent one or the Rolls-Royce one so you can learn different things from plane spotting as well it's like it's not only you go you take few photos and you come back home it's basically you <laughs> go you catch the small details of each and every aircraft and you can learn it afterwards just at looking at it in one glance so uh, one plane spotting is one thing other things are um, videos and articles and yeah. uh, interviews and also podcasts of different uh, aeronautical uh, engineers and also of yeah. um, which you call um, aviation lovers right uh, like i do perceive uh, the fact that people whenever they travel they're just putting the photos of the flights they're traveling in like just for the aesthetic purpose and just for the social media status but right. when i see your page uh, photo factory y'all can do check that page i'll link that page to my podcast um you have been clicking the photos of them taking off and all so i guess uh, you actually observe and go through how they work and the kind of mechanism and actually that makes it so much more interesting than just being in the flight for a certain period of time and just you know watching the same repetitive movie that you you're going to anyways to watch at your home and all yeah, that's really true. engaging yeah. yeah and i love that uh what you do that's great so does your school promote such interests and all uh, about you having interest in aviation and also do they uh, help you in a way 
yes, my school like obje- uh, obviously they like encouraged me because we also have few others who are, who had the license of flying a small aircraft currently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we have basically a small group uh, where we like keep discussing about new aircrafts coming in the market, new uh, liveries landing in Frankfurt here. Uh, we even share these things with our teachers, and it's like basically you get these points for creativity. Like you need cash points this year, and we can get those by sharing our creative skills and talents we have. Such yeah. as uh, my friend who is uh, having a license for Cessna and other small planes, so he can get those by showing his skills. So I guess uh, through the cash points, our school is in, uh, encouraging this uh, um, like aeronautical part of the. um children's um likings i guess hmm yeah um do you remember uh, you used to sit on the second last bench and you had this one particular book i guess wherein um you wrote about these flights uh, like back in the time uh, the other day uh, i saw you writing some formula physics which were involved into this engineering so uh, what were they exactly and what were you doing i mean uh, writing those formula solving those sums and i guess you were also enrolled in this class uh, called i yeah. yeah 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 so it, it, like those formulas which i i found them in, in a video which was uh, for helped by which was shooted by another augie he was traveling and he was telling the mechanics behind that uh, like behind the physics of when a flight takes off like yeah. the drag force you need the thrust you need so i i found that formula might be helpful so i was writing and um idpk was basically another um, like uh like i just gave it a try because it helped me to um like to enhance my basics in aeronautics which go true, out true, like true. if you read a few books you can see those technical terms but sometimes yeah. i didn't understand them so this could be cleared in this uh, foundation because of which mm-hmm. i joined it it also helped me in school studies obviously and also <laughs> enhance my knowledge in physics as well which is help uh, which is must needed in uh, aeronautics yeah and of course that was a i'd say yeah you were in school we, uh, we all were in school but that was a great use of time even though teacher was teaching some something else but that was actually sort of boring and i guess even that wasn't something that we were going to use uh, in future and all yeah. and plus you were cultivating your interest and all and uh, it was also going to be used further uh, in the education and also because that was a great use yeah. of time and like people who you know uh, who bring in something uh, from their home uh, inside the school and then do that secretly um, yeah just the yeah. other day i was i mean i guess yesterday i was talking with one of my friends uh, actually she wanted to seek permission for uh, one of the programs she w- wanted to attend but her class teacher is not allowing her So I was like, you should seek for forgiveness over permission. So that's the thing. Like you bring in your formula True. book and all, yeah. and you actually seek for. I mean, you don't have to take permission of anyone, right? Because you know exactly that they are gonna say no and all. But what if yeah. you bring that book and then they catch you and then you, you know, seek for forgiveness? That's a better way than asking for permission. Right, right. Yeah, and after all, it's your liking. It's it's, it's you your liking. Yeah. uh you know uh intense standard yeah you left our school intense standard but uh yeah, we had offline classes and all uh started uh in i guess in the last semester and all um uh, after the second period after the third periodic i guess um so anish uh, who, who, who andy who has been part of many of my podcasts 
so i gave him this book from of uh, mark manson uh, named the subtle art of not giving and uh, he was caught reading that book uh, by our science teacher ketki <laughs> you might be knowing her so very well <laughs> very well that was a epic moment uh, i mean the cover page the name of the book sounded sorta uh, i mean it it, it wasn't uh, appropriate in her senses so that situation was kind of funny and it actually interested all of us so even that was a great moment where he actually for forgiveness rather than permission yeah, but yeah. so see this is like one of those examples right yeah that's it good thing uh so did you decide or uh, have in mind some of the universities where you you know you can find the best aeronautical engineering education so like um like as everyone knows one of those best universities are like um, oxford and cambridge they have one of the best courses but like after yeah. looking at us <laughs> uh thinking realistic i guess uh, independent are, <laughs> yeah uh, there are quite few good universities in europe as well like since it's not brexit so i'm saying excluding uk like in netherlands uh, as well as in germany but um I get I guess Netherlands is one of the best ones and also France like Toulouse where it's like the Airbus uh, headquarters. Hmm. They also uh, supply you with internship courses and also um um other documents that you need for university uh, admissions as well. So, so I guess it's France and Netherlands and Germany and Europe which have the best. Uh, so is there going to be a sort of di- a difference when you uh, you are staying in germany so i guess it's going to be slightly easier for you than us to apply there um and uh, even about the yeah, financial aid it, and stuff yeah right right it would be since i'm a german citizen it's going to be obviously a less uh, costly for me to go yeah. to a german university but after all <laughs> it's language barrier which comes here like even though i know german i can speak fluent but it's hard to learn those physics terms and um, right. if you want to pursue it you need to learn it in a way that you can understand it much better so uh, germany has one problem that is those big uh, universities they have and aeronautical is basically a small part of engineering yeah out of 10 people it's only one guy who goes to aeronautical and nine go to mechanical eight go to mechanical and one goes to electrical so i guess they they have those big courses in english however these small courses because they are mostly attended by germans it's always in german language so because of which i am looking more outside hmm interesting um and also we don't really know where the inflation is going to take us um for two years down right. the line that's what more issue <sighs> it's so complicated just the education part uh, of course you know are you going to get jobs because there are many jobs out there that uh, i feel yeah. but um, it's just the part of the education that you need uh, for the jobs to prove that you own a degree uh, you have you are well qualified instead of real skills that you have so i guess that's just the rule of the world as of now hope it changes that uh, skills yeah. are given more importance than your degrees and all because you spend a lot on education and then you just realize that this was all available actually for free and your skills matter more uh, practically in real world that's the thing so let's see yeah. so um this was all about your education and interest and all that stuff well now let's kind of talk about flights and aviation so let's start with um aviation do you think there's a sustainable career in aviation 
Um, well, I guess there is. If the pattern goes like this ahead, if there comes another COVID, another Omicron, then let's see, it's going to affect this time much bigger yeah. because currently um, both the major um, players in this market, Boeing and Airbus, are going through a lot of difficulties. They're facing losses in the share market. They're facing losses with their um, customers. Uh, currently, Airbus is going through a trial with uh, Qatar Airways because of some issues they had. So I guess, um, as you said, if there, if there is a sustainable job, but there is in in few uh, departments. It's not everywhere. For example, like pilots, uh-huh. there is because it's like ample of space there for pilots. Because yeah, uh, the structure of the pilots thingy in Europe is completely different in compared to the one in India. Hmm. So I guess you have chances for pilots, ground staff, um, also a few. Um, uh in the like in the uh, work line force in uh, in like um the most basic thing in airbus you can also yeah. get uh, up there it's basically it's basically the starting position if you want to become a good engineer in airbus you have to work from the basic things like right. working um with the ground staff helping them out fixing those each and every small bolts and screws hmm. i guess have um, job opportunities in these things right right of course um like we have some kind of person inspiring us in every field uh my dad be music field like i want to pursue uh, having charlie puth as the inspiration or uh, as some computer engineer i'm kind of inspired by mark zuckerberg who's your inspiration in terms of aviation um well there is a guy called sam jui he's basically a chinese oh, guy yeah. who lives in dubai um mm. He's like one of the best people I've seen in aviation uh, lovers because like he's so passionate for his hobby. <laughs> he even though in covid he didn't stop traveling. He used to shoot yeah. his vlogs, well, post them. Even he used to do uh, those commentary videos from his house, have interviews with different CEOs of different right. airlines and I guess it shows how uh, dedicated you can be to your hobby which is like obviously aircrafts and airlines and traveling I guess because which is uh traveling is something that we share in common so i guess he's one of those guys i look forward to become ahead hmm man he's crazy he's like uh i don't know uh, would it be right to call him but he's kind of the mr beast of aviation and all cuz yeah, yeah. he has traveled a lot man and he has got yeah, a really, more than 200 airlines yeah he he has ton of content uh, on his uh, on youtube and all Yes, yeah. he is the perfect person. Be like or uh, when it comes to inspiration and all, he is really great. He is fantastic. Um, now let's hover on to the topic of flights. Um, I know that no one listens this podcast, so no one can actually assume me. But uh, I'll take the name of the companies. Um, what are the drawbacks of Air India? What do you think? Um, so if you go two years back so the drawbacks are like they um they had the ability to do which they couldn't achieve that level you know like what mm. the tatas left behind the government couldn't do correctly in in a good way they managed to increase the routes which is a boost for the indian government True. economy and everything yeah. however they, they felt like they left behind the ethics and uh, um tradition of air india behind yeah. so like even for example if you go in the first class or business class you you, you just forget about those amenity kit you don't get it in air india true, true. 
that was the major drawback but like um, after this years uh, major action taken by the tatas taking over by the tatas again it was a major yeah. success for the company i guess it has um, significantly improved the whole air india company mm. i guess like from the crew department to the pilots everything has mm. changed yeah the uniform has changed food <laughs> on board has changed entertainment yeah. has changed the seats on which you sit for hours has been changed yeah everything has been changed came okay, like the cabin and everything i guess uh now let's talk about indigo i feel indigo was a is some sort of light that was kind of revolutionary for all of us like uh once there was a point uh, we all indians used to see uh, this flight thing for domestic purpose as some yeah. sort of pri- uh, privilege or uh, something that's actually uh actually not their piece of cake it's something luxury i'd say and used to travel in trains and buses uh rather than uh flights then indigo came in and then uh, they found that flights are actually they are cheaper uh than they were uh, before when we all used to see it as a as an as a luxury right so what's your say on indigo did it change something that did it change the system did it create an impact and how is it in general uh, so indigo was a game changer for the indian aviation market to be honest because like um, when indigo came uh, air india was at pinnacle of its um, of its whole journey because like yeah um and everyone knew that indigo won't be able to go ahead because of this huge um, competitor in the market right so, right right um well indigo was um seen a different way like uh, we know that many people just say indigo is the worst airline i've been on but <laughs> if you look at those people who have not been on like emirates or air india or lufthansa they say indigo is one of the best airlines of i've course. sit on yeah of course but if you look at those people traveling with luxurious um, lifestyle or just traveling yeah. out of the country like once in a month they are like i'm not going to sit in this uh, local flight or something but they do yeah. not see the um uh, how an indian guy looks at it who has yeah. to travel once in a while in like in uh, in domestic travel obviously but like in india so it's hmm. cheap it is quite and, affordable and it fits customers needs it's not like you come and sit for 40 minutes and you get up you get your meal you get a yeah. proper seat you it's basically obviously a flight right mm. but the thing is that it, it it just could not compete with other guys because of which it it fell back like a backlog you know and mm-hmm. uh, because of which the pile started growing and um, it just had too many problems issues with its ceo with its uh, <laughs> marketing um crew and everything yeah people That's just started looking at it in a different in a completely different way that was the mm. main issue of it so all about the perspective and also for the fact that a layman in india uh with yeah. average income would uh, would if he had to prefer any flight uh, and he has not traveled much he'd of course choose indigo once you have that kind of experience of all the flights then you actually compare uh something big with something small just like in terms of tech and mobile app, mobile we do compare yeah. well with mi and all whereas they both are completely different like in their own ways right they are actually yeah, really good in their own ways the problem was that uh, people used to compare it 
completely with other other uh, market um, like big uh, big companies it's like comparing a rolls royce with an alto 800 <laughs> the job is the same but it all comes down to uh, about your uh, like many factors like your financial condition what do you actually prefer um and what's actually more wealth driven than just spending a lot of money and you just right out the same distance right so yeah. yeah yeah it makes a lot of sense and it completely depends and it's more about perspective than actually what's better they both are doing the good best in their own fields um so why do you think people choose emirates over any simple and minimalist flight and what makes it so different from other flights yes i know it's it's a sort of luxury or something but still this emirates has some sort of peculiar thing that the other flights don't have and people hence do actually spend a lot of money even though they can't afford it they want to try it once they try for all the offers they actually search in all all of the databases they go through different sites that when when's the price gonna you know drop and all and then i'm going to experiment how how does it feel in an emirate so what's what's your say on this uh, so i guess it's like basically it has different um um advantages and also different factors affecting why many people um like to travel with emirates in compared to other airlines so it's basically first is that Uh, it's geographical location it's middle east if you want to go to uh, asia while you are from europe you can fly via the middle east yeah. you want to fly to the us from india and you don't want to sit on a 19 hours flight you you prefer to take a flight 8 hours and then 10 hours yeah uh, the second one is like uh, it's not only emirates i guess it's all the middle eastern flights like qatar and etihad and mm-hmm. emirates who have that um, potential to grow exponentially because yeah. um, emirates was one of those airlines and i guess it was the only airline that could afford flying the a380s during covid right it, it didn't um, reserve a single flight each and every flight was in the fleet operating hmm. uh, i guess people like to travel with it because it's uh, it has its own culture with it hmm like right. you get those that arabic coffee once you enter you get those dates even though if you are in economy yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh I have never traveled on Emirates but like after all uh, looking those Sam Chui videos and um <laughs> reading few articles about Emirates I guess it's the um it's the culture and tradition and you know that middle eastern luxury that they yeah. try to yeah. on their apps or also on their cruises hmm. because of which three uh, these three airlines have been outstanding from like from since they have started yeah true um last part of this podcast um just just a question i have um you have traveled a lot in flights and all and now i haven't traveled that much but i have traveled considerable and i still know all the dialogues uh, not the dialogues i'd say but yeah it becomes a becomes dialogue after a certain point the air hostess and all they instruct us that yeah uh, these are two doors these are the oxygen masks and stuff now that you know ab- about all these flights and all and you have so much more experience than any normal person um do you think if there was a situation where the flight was going to crash or something or it was going to uh, you know directly land up in the in the ocean and all do you think uh 
as a as a as a passenger uh, you take the lead uh, to help out everyone because not everyone has traveled so much as you have done and you'd be able to save considerable amount of people reasonable amount of people in a way what do you think i guess um, i might be and i hope i could be in such a situation but it, it's after all it's all it depends on that situation who knows i might be tense at that time hmm. uh, yeah i don't know like uh, maybe uh, i could i might not be able to find a perfect thing that has to be done in that uh, serious mode but but just just uh, uh, just like a hypothetical situation you are completely confident about it and you are uh, getting back to those all the flights you have been and you know how to control this and all so like you you are not panicking you are completely confident do you think you'd still take the lead as a passenger and try to save a people yeah then obviously i will because like if you can then you should um that's what the main thing is because like obviously if it's on the ocean i know what you have to do those um, slides uh, drop on the ocean you directly come down hands on your shoulders and if it's a crash landing you bend down uh, towards the next seat um, it, and while running out of the aircraft do not take your suitcases or your uh, keep your belongings back yeah. and i guess it also depends on the airlines because some airlines like emirates and um, like currently uh, vistara they care about their passengers so sometimes the air hostess might not allow me to get up and help others because mm-hmm. like that's why they're trained i guess so um, yeah in few airlines they might not even allow me to do it <laughs> um also so why do you think uh, the airplane food tastes so bad I guess it's um it's basically you know like the food you eat at home you can't take it always because um if you see the cabin pressure it 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 keeps changing it's not uh, constant all the time so it can uh, affect the food quality and if mm. you give bad quality food quality it ham- it hampers the whole aircraft uh, airline I mean. yeah um and plus if you start giving your home food it's basically luxury uh, <laughs> at 9000 feet so i guess that's what differs those classes business first economy when you get a uh, home food in first class yeah. you don't even get this uh, uh, like um, live cooked food in business class so that's what, that's the difference i guess hmm so do you think this is a factor myth that uh, maybe uh, as far as i know correct me if i'm wrong that i guess the plain food also uh, tastes uh, tastes bad and kind of even smells bad uh, or gross because of the fact that you are so high up in the sky uh, the kind of humidity the temperature affects all of it and also the kind of environment inside the plane you have the ac thing and all so even yeah. it has a role to play or that the food tastes sort of bad it has it has um, like even if you're given like a five course dinner at 39000 feet some of those yeah. like a desert maybe uh, <laughs> apple custard for example as a desert can taste bad it depends uh, uh, which location of the aircraft you are sitting also like at the back yeah. of the aircraft the pressure is high at the front of the aircraft it's low because of all those um uh, all those units the pilot has ahead and yep. also uh it it's it's important from like which caterer it's it comes so after all it's important from where to where you fly so if you're flying with yeah. india you get one of those best foods like you right. always have rice with parathas and like because paratha is a thing that can sustain that um um sort of that 
if you put about the flights and all uh, on your feed and all you're not gonna get so much engagement rather if you put out just a photo of a coffee or you're uh, showing all of the luxury things they are valued way more than you actually providing some sort of knowledge i just feel uh, bad about it yeah but i guess this podcast can change yeah. something even people can get to know about these things that they don't really uh, talk about and all and it was actually a, such a interesting topic to ta- talk about the flights and all who would know that one thinker would be talking about flights and all it's, it's kind of independent of uh, the description i have but it's it's it was interesting and fascinating as well it was sort of en- engaging so let's yeah. just wrap this one um those who are listening till this point i really appreciate that and i'd like to thank all of you i'd like to know about your takeaways from this podcast so you can maybe dm or comment on my post on instagram at the kabir kanu jana hope that you've learned something from today's episode and that it wasn't a waste thank you for listening and here are kabir and aditya signing off Thank you friends for patiently listening to the podcast. I'm glad hoping that I've given some value addition to your life and you can relate to this. Have a great day, cherish every moment. Until next time. Peace.